Welcome back. This is episode seven of Property School. This week, we are looking at the concept of build to rent developments, what they are, why we can expect to see more of them and the pros and cons. So hello, hello, hello. Whether you're watching on IGTV or YouTube or you're listening, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your teacher, Lexi Carducci, and my whole life revolves around property. You've probably heard me say that before. (laughs) I'm a property finder. I'm a developer in London. um, And yeah, I kind of created Property School to share with you all the things that I wish that I knew before starting my property journey, as well as all the things that I'm learning on my way as well. Um, and my goal is basically to make property easy to understand and fun. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, don't forget, I'll be giving you a little pop quiz at the end of the episode. So um, very quickly, here is the answer to last week's question, which was all about alternative ways to sell or rent your home. So the question was, how do online agencies make their money? I gave you multiple choice, so I was trying to make it easy. So <laughs> A was charge a percentage of the sale or B, charge a flat fee and or add-ons? And the answer was B, so they charge a flat fee and or add-ons. Now, if you want to find out more about that, obviously go and watch last week's episode, um, which was all looking at like online agents and can they, are they a way to go, basically? Can you actually sell your home for free? I answer that in last week's episode, so go check that out. Uh, anyway, so let's crack on with today's topic, which is all about the build to rent developments. Um, so you might have heard about this. Um, you may have heard the term flying around. As A, there have been loads of news stories about well-known like non-property related companies entering the space, which I will go through in a sec. And B, we've seen an increase of their presence, particularly around cities such as London, Manchester, Cardiff, Liverpool, which is where you'll find loads of these build to rent. So first of all, then, what actually is build to rent? So like I said, you may have heard of it um, before and you may have heard of it referred to as B2R, as that is the kind of property strategy. So if you hear people talking about strategies, they might say B2R, which is build to rent. (laughs) Uh, Well, it kind of does what it says on the tin, I guess. It's... um, it is properties that are built for the built for the sole purpose to be rented out. So they aren't sold on to separate vendors or landlords. They're held by the developer or a company who own them and manage them all under one roof. Um, and therefore, it kind of makes decisions and rules for the whole site, not each individual flat. As you know, normally when you've got a landlord um, or multiple landlords that own different flats in a building, they'll have their own rules. You know, this one only wants to do a 12 month let that one's going to sell theirs next in the six months so they want a six month break and that one won't accept children that one won't accept pets like there's a million different reasons why it's you know different landlords have yeah their own personal views and preferences I guess but with one company it's it's much more flexible I guess um, so why has it become more popular then and simply put that is thanks to the demand for rented accommodation so research shows that in the past 10 years the number of UK residents renting has doubled but then why is there a demand then so I guess there's a number of reasons really from the changing attitudes towards rented accommodation is a big one, particularly by younger people as well, um, whose goals nowadays aren't to buy their own home anymore like previous generations. Um, In fact, research suggests that one in three millennials will stay in private rented accommodation beyond retirement. Um, It's the world, it's changing, isn't it, in so many ways, and this is just one of them. So there's also the obvious issue of lack of affordable property to buy, 
and the ever-increasing house prices as well obviously come into effect here too. Um, basically meaning renting is becoming a way of life and not a short-term step that people are using before they get onto the property ladder. Uh, but build to rent isn't a brand new concept. Um, in fact, I think the first time that we really heard this or saw this was back in 2012. Uh, you might remember when the Olympic Village was created in Stratford, where the properties were actually built for the athletes to stay in, which was quite cool, wasn't it? Um, but these properties were always part of the plan to be part of this build to rent concept. So they were built, okay, they were going to be for the athletes then, but then afterwards they were going to be this build to rent concept. I know, it's it's super interesting. So that's kind of the first time that I really thought about build to rent. So who are some of the market leaders then? So currently, the majority of build to rents are in London, followed by those other major cities that I mentioned, like Manchester, Liverpool, Cardiff. Um, you may have heard of some of the following. L&Q, Fizzy Living, love the name, Greystar, who I mentioned recently on my stories. They've got uh, the popular 10 Degrees in Croydon and Sailmakers in Canary Wharf, which are both popular with my clients. There's Urban Bubble, Dandara Living, Essential Living, Get Living. I think it's Get Living that has got the Olympic Village or... Some, they've got something over that way in Stratford. Uh, and then one of my favourites, which I have to mention, which is in Wembley, which is called Quintain Living. I'm obsessed with them. Again, you may have seen me mention them on my stories. Um, they have got very funky interiors. Um, yeah, and I've put so many people from the different companies that I work for into Quintain. People love them. Um, but yeah, let's look at the pros and cons then. So if I was single and I just moved to a city, I would 100% take something in a build to rent development. No doubt about it. I just think it's such a good way of getting to know people because one of the biggest pulls of build to rent is the community that they create. Um, so they've got various like communal areas, like kitchens, living spaces, cinemas, roof gardens, terraces. Um, and also a lot of them offer like social events, which is pretty cool, like movie nights, fitness classes, quizzes, various workshops for residents. Um, so yeah, they're a really, really good way to meet people if that's kind of, which is, I guess, is one big thing that you want if you're moving to a new city. And like a lot of my clients that are moving countries, like to meet different people um, is probably one of the biggest pulls. In fact, a lot of people stay put in these build to rent developments because that's where all their friends are. They don't want to move. <laughs> Everyone's there. So they want to stay on, which is kind of a little tactic, isn't it? Um, so many of these build to rents also have gyms. They've got games rooms. Um, if you looked at my stories, the other day that I put up with Greystar, 10 Degrees in Croydon. They have like a pool table that's communal. Uh, really cool. And uh, a lot of them have concierge on site too. So they're kind of like these safe little communities really. Um, and as the need to work from home increases, a lot of the build to rents have work from home spaces or like a designated work zone. Um, they've even got meeting rooms that are available if you have meetings at home um, or you kind of want to make invite people around to have a meeting. Um, they've got like big tables and spaces that they can close off which is, yeah, it's just useful, isn't it? It's forward thinking. Another perk is that they are super modern. They're brand new. So you get a really well-maintained and in working order apartment. Um, they also often team up with like really decent furniture companies. Um, uh, Quintain used to team up with John Lewis. I don't know if they still do, um, but that's who they're, who they're like, furniture provider was to provide furniture um, but equally they also offer unfurnished options too so again bringing in that flexibility 
Uh, the biggest thing that it comes back to is the fact that they're owned and managed by one company. So many even have like a management team on site. So if something went wrong, um, whereas, you know, they're downstairs pretty much, they're on site, they're on the development. Whereas we all know that with private landlords, um, they can sometimes be hard to reach if you're renting directly through them. Um, they might be abroad. This basically means that, yeah, they can create the rules themselves, unlike other, when I was mentioning earlier, like other modern blocks, which are sold as leaseholds to individuals, where you end up with different landlords asking different prices, um, offering different things and kind of creating their own rules. And then the freeholder putting like a blanket clause in place, like no pets. That's why you get a lot of um, like purpose built developments where all the flats are leasehold. But the overall freeholder has said in the head lease, no pets. Yeah. So it means that the build to rents are often suitable for like the whole demographic from young workers, families, sharers, which a lot of landlords won't have. Um, and even those with pets, whereas other landlords might say no to all those things, like we said um, before. So, yeah, um, still going with the uh, with the pros here. <laughs> and um, oh, excuse me, we're like too excited. <laughs> Can you, like choked. <laughs> Also, yeah, unlike the rest of the private rented sector, where the majority of landlords are like buy to let landlords who could up and sell at any minute or want to terminate a contract at the end of a tenancy, um, which on like a standard AST, a short shorthold tenancy. If you don't know what that is, go and check out my property jargon episode. So yeah, an AST would be three years maximum, whereas build to rents offer like, again, more flexibility in rental lengths as well. So they seem to be happy to accommodate shorter six month contracts or obviously longer ones as well. So for the renter, that makes it a really safe option if you're looking to rent long term without having to worry about like massive unexpected rent increases or being asked to leave. Yeah. Um, again, it's owned by one company. I keep going on about that, but that is like the biggest pull. And they're increasingly creating like renting options within the development to be inclusive of all, such as having a certain number of units that are adapted for disabled living, blocks for the over 55s and allowing pets and children and also setting aside affordable housing. Um, whereas your typical buy to rent private landlord would be looking at appealing to the masses. So they'll ignore all those things because they want to appeal to yeah the masses and the majority, I guess. And that's why they don't alter their properties um, for people that are disabled because they might not see that there's a need to. Whereas these build to rents, that's something that they offer, which is great. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to read out as an example, because I mentioned them earlier, what they offer at Quintain Living, my favourite one in Wembley. Uh, like I said, I work with them a lot and this is in no way affiliated or sponsored by them or anything like that. I just love them. <laughs> so they currently have eight buildings, um, each of which has like a different style. So they've got like Scandi inspired. They've got New York warehouse vibes. They're pretty cool. So here are all the things on their website that they offer. And I'm just going to like bang these out. So no deposits or hidden fees. Utilities are set up for you, ready to go. You get free supervised Wi-Fi, secure and flexible tenancies, like we said. A cared-for neighbourhood, gyms and fitness spaces, 24-hour support, resident events, residents app, which is pretty cool. I like that. Um, bike storage and then social spaces as well, like we said. Um, then for an additional amount, you can add parking, guest parking, um, or have a pet. They also offer discounts for various places as you're a resident. So like local shops and things like that, you get a discount for being part of Quintain. I know, it's so good. Um, 
yeah, so it sounds perfect, doesn't it? <laughs> but like with anything, there are always downsides. I'm here to highlight them as well. Um, the biggest being that they could be costly as you're paying for all those conveniences and facilities. Although I will say that that is based on research. And um, I actually personally think that they're really good value for money, if I'm honest, because of all those things that you get in it. And you're kind of paying the same as or maybe slightly higher than other things that are around. So yeah, I don't think they're, they're bad, but that's personal opinion. Um, also, build-to-rent developments are supposed to offer 20% of their properties as affordable housing, um, which sounds like a good thing, doesn't it? But however, affordable is very subjective, isn't it? And the government guidelines define affordable as 20% under the private market rent. But like we said before, as the developers or the owners themselves are determining the private market rent in these build to rents, um, which research shows is higher on average than comparable properties. Well, is that still going to end up being affordable? It's really just discounted, in my opinion. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So another kind of downside is that there's also the fact that if they are rented out at a premium, then it would push up that average price of rented properties in the entire area as a bit of a knock on effect. Um, yeah, so things to think about. And then finally, there's the worry that because this is like a relatively new concept, we haven't seen the potential like repercussions further down the line if these developments were ever put up for sale and what the outcome of that would be. Um, so, yeah, a few things to think about, a um, few things to kind of keep our eye on as, as, yeah, we see more and more build to rents and as they go through time. So, yeah, watch this space, I guess. <laughs> uh, so to finish up, I mentioned at the beginning some companies who aren't necessarily in the property sector that are moving into this space. So who are they? Well, uh, we've seen in the news recently three big names that are set to get involved in build to rent, including John Lewis, who have plans to build 10,000 rental homes over the next decade. Lloyds Bank, who are aiming for 50,000 and their first site has been revealed as Flatten Keys in Peterborough. And then Worthing Council has given the go ahead for 162 flats by the retailer giant IKEA to provide affordable housing. Um, IKEA joint owns joint... Put my teeth back in. IKEA joint owns um, a company. Now, I don't know if it's pronounced Boclock, Boclock, something like that. It's spelled B O K K L O K. <laughs> with um, so but let's call it Boclock uh, with construction firm Skaska. Skaska? <laughs> it's awful that I don't know how to pronounce these things. Skaska, um, who specialise in factory built modular housing that could be constructed at a low cost. So there's some people entering the game, uh, which is kind of kicking off as we speak. But yeah, all in all, an exciting development, no pun intended, in the UK property market. I personally would love to own a build to rent, like goals. Um, obviously, it would be pet friendly. Yep. And obviously there'd be some pink in there. I'd kind of make it like an art deco, like Miami beachfront vibe. That to me would be the dream. But there we go. Oh, there's the bell. So time for this week's question. So name one positive of the build to rent developments. That is your question this week. There you go. Um, and all those things that I mentioned, like what I actually do in the property industry, property jargon. Uh, can you actually sell your home for free? I've covered everything. Um, so go and check out the rest of Property School on IGTV, on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll see you soon. Ciao. La, la, la.